Hi everybody and welcome to the Rambling Toffee podcast. I am Mark. I hope everybody's had a wonderful weekend um, and enjoyed the sunshine and enjoyed the football specifically. Um, it was a really, 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 really good performance. Uh, positive, aggressive, anything about it, everything. It was just a really, really good standout performance. Everybody played really, really well. We could have had six, seven, eight, nine, I don't know how many chances. We could have been further further ahead than the 3-0 scoreline that was in the end. But yes, it was such a positive result. And of course, you know, with the sun shining, uh, somebody mentioned to me um, at the game, but basically it seems to me that we seem to do well when the sun's shining and it's warm. So I don't know how true that is. Maybe it is true or not, but... Who cares? It was a good result. Again, okay, it was against Bournemouth again, who are not exactly firing on all cylinders themselves. Um, But we have to beat the team in front of us. And we went out there and we accomplished that job professionally and in such a manner that, you know, for me, it's going forward into the season. Um, I think I could be more and more optimistic that that we're going to be okay, that we're not going to have, you know, struggling in, in... other games going forward. I know we've got um, Liverpool and we've got Wolves upcoming away from home. So, yes, they're going to be difficult games to get through. But I think from that performance on Saturday and the performances that we have had away from home and the the, the way that we've played and the way that we've created the opportunities and put the ball in the back of the net, which is the main thing, it's been great to see. And it's it's wonderful that we get to a Monday morning we're on international break and basically there's a you know a positive feel in the air that you know off that performance that you know going forward for the rest of the season us marking any kind of um injuries that we may you know may get may uh going forward but at the moment we're up to full strength we've still got Seamus Coleman to come back but we've got some good options there we can change it around we can be a little bit different tactically and information-wise, as we've seen further in the games against, especially specifically against Aston Villa. But it was great to see the team that was put out by Sean Dyche. I thought it was the right call um, for who he chose. Um, I think the only decision I think that maybe it worked in our favour as regards to Anana and of course Jessica Garner Gay. Um, I thought Idris Garnagay, I think, he's been on and off performance-wise. And I just felt that, you know, as a creativity in that central area, um, it wasn't working for him. Um, he's not been performing well enough to actually be be able to affect the game the way that we want to. Um, James Garner, of course, has normally been playing on the wing, which he shouldn't be playing there. He should be playing his position centrally um, and... What happened on Saturday was a misfortune for Adrissa Garnagay uh, with the injury before the game. Anana was dropped to the bench. Um, if you believe what was said, that something happened, he came turned up late in training, or somebody mentioned to me he turned up um, late to the to the game on Saturday. I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what it is. I know Sean Dyche came out with that it was a tactical decision to put Anana on the bench, but I don't I don't know what the full story is on that. But anyway. But, you know, with that injury, Anana came back in um, and uh, James Garner went into the middle um, and we, it was just night and day. 
and I think those two have been performing quite well, specifically away from home. Um, and they seem to build up a good partnership. And and we kept Decore, who I think was decided to be more, you know, the way that he's been playing away from home, get further up the field, get further with Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and actually, you know, get in, get in the box, get the opportunities that he can. And because he's been scoring goals, which is the thing that he's been doing all this season. So to continue in that, which is we've all seen what he's been doing away from home in the games of Brentford and of course at Villa. But, you know, he needs to, you know, do it, see if do it at home. And it was just how it started. And right from the front, right from the start, right from the front, you know, we were aggressive, we were in the tackles, we were pushing them further, further back. And of course they made the, the error, which uh, enabled James Garner to get the first goal. And it, after that, it was just, you know, when was the second goal coming? When was the third goal coming? Okay, for me personally, we were one up, which is great. We needed that. But it was like this, you know, in our, still at that point in time, the way, you know, things have been at home, is that, you know, they're going to come back into it. They're going to come back into it. We, we, this is not going to sustain for this amount of time. Um, but we kept on plucking away. We kept on creating opportunities. We, and then we got the... And then, of course, Jack Harrison, who's come in, you know, for the game, first start at home for Everton. And he was just absolutely fantastic all afternoon. He was just up and down. His creativity, his energy and, and drive to get into the box, to get the balls across, getting, getting, getting everybody else involved was just absolutely fantastic. And he seemed to drive everybody else but with that second goal though well you know it's going to be one of those goal opportunities but the fact is that he actually thought about it when the ball came down and he knew instead of blasting it because that's what i thought he was going to do he just nicely dimped it over the goalkeeper into the hit the pole hit the bar and went in it was just an absolutely wonderful goal and to be two nil up at half time it was like oh my god we've not been here before it's been a while and I, can't, I think the last time that we had a 3-0 win was Crystal Palace under Frank Lampard, and that was last season. And it's such a long time ago. So it just, it's amazing to have that momentum. Even when we were two up at half-time, I think I was speaking to a friend next to me, and basically we were just saying the same thing. We need another goal. We, we, there was still that bit of nervousness about Everton at that moment in time. As much as we played really, really well, and the, you know, the likes of James Garner getting on the ball and passing the ball around and creating opportunities and getting forward. I've seen Anana playing the best game I think he's played for us, specifically at home, and he seems to be growing in confidence, which is really, really good to see. And those two need to be the next game, even if it's Liverpool, they need to be starting. If Adrissa Gay is, is, is um, fit enough, he needs to be sitting on the bench. Unless it's a tactical reason to play, to be more defensive, I don't know. But from my point of view, whenever I see a performance like that, is that to stick with that team, stick with it because it, it's played well enough. They're full of confidence. They know what they're doing. They lack a team. They felt like a team. That's the biggest thing about it. It felt like we're watching a football team. We're not not a bunch of individuals. Not a, not a team that we have seen this season in some parts. Playing, uh, playing not just like individuals, but 
not really not like getting the impression that they just don't know each other, they don't know what they were doing, they don't know what their the formation is or what the tactics supposed to be, what Sean Dyche is putting out there. But that was a team. Everybody knew what they were doing. Everybody knew what they wanted to do. Everybody was, uh, you know, pushing and getting right, getting being aggressive, being driven, being passionate, getting, you know, and, it, and it, you can see it. And when you saw that, that got the fans involved. That's got all involved. We we want to. We were getting right behind this. We were enjoying this. And as much as there was still a bit of nervousness about, you know, even being too up, as I say, you know, as we went into half time, we I just felt confident that we could probably get a third or a fourth. There was there was like this battle going on in my brain, of one one part of my brain going, we have to be, you know, let's you know, let's keep this as it is. Let's you know, let's keep it too, you know, let's let's take it to the end. Let's get this game out of the way. Let's get this win out of the way. And then there was another part of me saying, go, 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 go for it. We're playing well enough. Go for it. Take risks. Take gambles. Go for it. You're playing well at this moment in time. Keep that up. Because it got to half time and naturally we got the 15 minute break at half time and they were going to come out the second half. And there was no, and, and my expectation was we were just going to go backwards and, and they were going to let Bournemouth back into the game. But we didn't. We just kept on going because the players, I think, felt we were enjoying this game here. We're going to go out there. And we're going to continue doing that because we, we can get more goals here. And the opportunities that we had in the first half, not just the two that we had, we, we had opportunities in the first half. We had the bar with Calvert Lewin. We've had other opportunities with Anana. We all went just went past. So there was opportunities, and then in the second half, we just continued on. And, you know, that's the thing. And he just continued on and on and on. Jack Harrison kept on being influential. And you start to see the Corey grow, grow and grow and grow throughout the whole of the game. He was up and down. He was running everywhere. It was so wonderful to see players full of confidence, full of, you know, in vigour and full of, you know, I can't think of the word, but basically going out there and really, really putting in, you know, enjoying their football, which is what you want to do. You know, you want to, you're their football players. They want to enjoy the football that they want to do. They want to go out there and express themselves and do the things they want to do. And it's when we've got a full strength squad and you've got a situation where you can change tactically and you do change formation or change tactically and you can do different things and you got you can try different players you can say well Jack Harrison may need a bit of a rest from this point of view let's bring you know Dan Juma in Dan Juma's on the bench we had McNeil's play got better and better as the game went on he was a bit struggling in the first half I thought but he got better and better as the second half went on and you can just see that that and it's, it's amazing to see and when you see that going on and and when we got the third goal by uh, Decore and, and everything about it, but again, it was set up by being aggressive and, you know, fighting for that ball, getting in the faces of the players and stopping them from trying to play their game and trying to get them to settle down. Because in the Premier League, you can't do that. And we've been doing that this season where we started off really well and playing Good, you know, creating opportunities. But what happens next is, is we seem to go back into our shell. 
and it, and as mentioned about Fulham and Wolves games, and I'm going to keep on using them as examples here. Forget about the Villa game because that was, was terrible in every way possible. But when I'm looking at the at home, what I think is a simple thing is, is that we created opportunities in that, them games, and basically we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. And because we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, what we saw next was gradually the players going further, further back into their shell, further, further back into their shell, and allowing Fulham and Wolves and teams like that to come further back, come more and more back into the game. And because of that, that created the uh, then the opportunities they had. And, and I think if you look at that, they only had one chance here or there, one chance and they scored from it. And then we couldn't get back into the game. And then what happens next is the confidence starts to go and you can't rebuild that and, you, and then you can't get a win. And you can't get you can't get going again. So the catalyst of this is that I think the Sheffield United game when we drew two all, we could have won that game again. But the catalyst is that we scored a couple of goals, we got a point, we didn't lose, we were a little bit better, more compact, more competitive in a, in a sense. So when we again got to Arsenal, of course, I know I've divulged away from, you know, the um, Bournemouth game at this moment, but I'll say when we got to the Wolves game, I mean, the, the Arsenal game, we just went very, the tactics were very defensive. And everybody, was, we just wanted to try and get a result by a draw. And it was very negative and it was very, and the players didn't feel happy with it. And this is where we talk about, after that game, specifically we talk about Sean Dyche's position and is he good enough manager for, for Everton, you know, should he be still in a job? At this moment in time, again, it's 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 quite hard. We're really stuck in a takeover at the moment. Anyway, I'm Dyke, I'll talk about more about the takeover in a bit. But when I mention about Sean Dyke is that he's not going to be the manager in the future. At Everton Football Club, it'll be somebody else, and I think somebody else will take on um, this team and then move it forward. Uh, Sean Dyche is the moment. Um, there's still a lot of questions to ask about him, and you know how he sets up and how the team's been playing over the season. You got to remember, this is our second win at home in the Premier League uh, in the Premier League this season. Second win at, um, this season. Um, and it's just basically, you know, not good enough because we need to be winning more matches. And that's the results business that is the Premier League. And I still have doubt about him. And I still think that, you know, at some point in the future, that if it continues in a way that, OK, we're getting results at the moment and we're going in the right pathway. If, 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 and this is a big if. If we can start getting picking up more and more results, like in the way that we played against Bournemouth going forward, and we continue to do that, then yes, yeah, Sean Dykes will probably have a role to play this season. But at the moment, there's still a doubt there because at the moment, as much as these players performed really, really well against Bournemouth, who are a team that are going to be down there, maybe with us, we'll have to just have to wait and see. But there is still that doubt. There is, is he the right? Is he the right man to take us forward going into the new stadium? Do we need a new coach, a head coach? Do we? We may not need a manager. We need a more a head coach, better coaches, going forward. Because when, when we get to that position in the new stadium, and we move up, move on, 
we need to have a team that's going to be competitive enough and good enough that will push to get us further up the table and get opportunities um, getting into Europe because that's where we need to be and that's where we need to get to. Um, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But anyway, I digress and I apologise. I just moved on as I do in my rambling way. I seem to manoeuvre away from things. Um, but going back to the game, second half, Harrison was more influential, McNeil getting more in the game, Decore, Garner pulling strings in the central area. And, you know, a shout out for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who I think was back to his great, his wonderful best. And I think some of the, you know, the touches he did, he was getting on the flicks, he was just creating opportunities. He got a couple of opportunities for himself, didn't score on this occasion. But he got himself around and he was he worked his socks off and I think he's been pivotal for I think the way the team is now performing, hopefully in a positive sense going forward. Um we have got Beto and we've got Chimiti on the bench, but Beto um has come on, he had a couple of opportunities and it it, it seems to be it's reversed itself this time because Everybody felt when Calvert-Lewin came back, you know, Beto can start the games and let Calvert-Lewin gradually get himself back into, you know, playing full full games, getting back to full fitness. And Beto was going to be that player that was going to, you know, you know, start the games. And then it seems to reverse. And now Calvert-Lewin is starting the games um, and playing really, really well. And Beto is sitting, he's, he's chomping at the bit because I was watching him warming up and he was desperate to get on the pitch was desperate to get on, he wanted to score, he wanted to play. And that is the great attitude he's got and he's going to work hard. But I think because he's come from Udinese, I think it's going to take him time now to settle in. And I think he's going to get his opportunities. He'll continue to get his opportunities. I think the next game is Burnley um, in the League Cup um, when we get when we play an M in the League Cup uh, later in the month. And, you know, he will... He'll probably start that game um, in 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 the cup competition, and we'll we'll see. And but at the moment, he, I would guess you would probably want to go more with Calvert Lewin because the way he's playing at the moment, and he's become that outlet that we need that we've missed for a long time. Um, long may it continue. Long may we go into the Liverpool game, which is upcoming, and hopefully, you know, you never know. You never know. Liverpool are doing okay. Uh, and yeah, he drew yesterday and he lost against Spurs, but they they are playing well and they are up there. So it's going to be a difficult game when we come to play them. Um, I'll do a further review um, regarding the Liverpool game uh, nearer the time. So look out for that when 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 it's all ready and ready to go. So yes, but as for that performance, it was a positive. It was everything you want from an Everton team in the way that they went about it, the players enjoyed it and we got some really, really good performances right across the right across the board, you know, from um as I mentioned, Dominic Calvert Lewin playing really, really well, from Jack Harrison, from James Garner, from, you know, Anana, from, you know, Jared Bramthwaite, who I thought was really, really good and getting better and better. And it's so wonderful to hear and see that, you know, he signed a new contract extension so that really really helps uh going forward for him and also it does further down the field if you know clubs coming in it will get an even bigger 
a value um, for him um, going forward. But we probably want him to stay a little bit longer, really, um, as he de- continues to develop. Because I think the way he's going, I think he'll get a call by England at some point. Uh, maybe not this season, but I think into next season, if he continues to play the way that he is. I just want to put another shout-out to uh, Miklenko. Um, defensively, he, he worked really, really hard on Saturday. He, he made a really good defensive performance, and I think that's been continued for the last few weeks. Uh, so good on him, and I think he, he's getting a little bit more forward than he usually does as well, which is good. So, you know, long may it continue. And I know it's Bournemouth, again, I mentioned it is Bournemouth, but you have to beat the team in front of you. And that's what we did. We could have won six or seven. We, we, it was just a really, really positive performance. And we start this week, um, you know, in a positive frame of mind going forward. And we don't, we can, we can take this on. And hopefully, in the performances against um, Liverpool upcoming, um, I think you know we can, we can put a challenge in there for them, and we can put a performance in there. But will it be a win? Well. I'm optimistic. We have to be optimistic. There's no point trying to be um, negative about it. It is Liverpool, yes, so be it. But, you know, that's the way forward, is to try and be as positive as possible. I think any kind of result like we did on Saturday is going to drive that, not just in the players, but in the fans as well. And just let's hope going forward that we'll, um, you know, we can go to Liverpool and we can show that kind of commitment again and show that kind of um, aggression and, you know, press and everything else that they were doing, um, which hopefully will continue. Um, Anyway, on that front, yes, it was a great result. So long may it continue. Um, As just before I finish this podcast today, um, I just want to mention about the 777 takeover um, as probably a lot of the season ticket members and members... um, I've probably had seen an email that came on Saturday, uh, which came through the um, Everton um, official channels um, and a statement that came from 777 uh, regarding, you know, the ongoing uh, takeover and the what they hope will be the completion at some point in the future of uh, the takeover of Everton Football Club. And I, I'm still very wary of them because sadly you know as much as they don't listen to as much in that statement they say do not listen to what the media is saying the noise that is out there regarding you know all the different things all the speculation of all the different things that's ongoing like legal um legal issues and court cases and um you know transfer ban from another club um and all sorts of different things like that um you know do not listen to the you know to that noise and try to ignore it. Um, and they tried to explain a little bit about you know what they want to bring in, but they, obviously they can't say too much legally, which is frustrating as an Everton fan because I would like to know more about what what they intend to bring in, what this multi-club um, format brings for Everton, how they fit into that, um, and understanding you know, because at the end of the day it's not just about that it's, it's it's about a lot of things that is that are issues at this football club currently, um, and there of course that's what's in the media. It's not just about seven seven seven, but it's what's out there currently about you know seven 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 paying loan to um, to keep the club going in you know 
week to week, month to month. Um, and while the takeover is ongoing, um, and basically that's concerning me straight away because if they don't take over the football club and you know it's found that the Premier League uh, find that they, they're not uh, competent enough to take over Everton Football Club, then where are we we're back at uh, square one? And we've no, they'll probably, I don't know if they'll want their money back, what they've invested in, I don't know. Um, uh, we'll we'll see. That's you know that's that's what's worrying me. That's what's up in the air at the moment. Because that's one thing you've got the stadium to, and that needs to be built. You know to continue to be uh, invested in. Um. So we, you know, where's the rest of that money going to come from? These are questions that are being asked. I think there's a there's been an email out there uh, from the fab, um, through and also through social media that. Uh, through the meeting that they've had, they've asked a lot of questions to the triple seven, um, and hopefully they'll they'll answer it and give give us the you know the right answers that we want to hear from what what we're asking. So it'll be interesting on that. But again, from that, you know, there was some positivity in the way that they were talking about Everton. You know, they mentioned you know good uh, you know nothing but the best is good enough. Um, they put things like that in within that statement. You know, trying to give out positivity that you know we want this club to be back up there again, back challenging. You know, back you know where they belong really, and you know at the moment everything's up in the air, and and until they communicate more freely about you know what their plans are for Ever for Everton Football Club, how they're going to make that happen, not just you know. Investment is about commercially, it's about uh, not just about the stadium, it's not just about, um, you know, the everyday cost of the day-to-day running, about transfers, not just the men's team, but the women's team and everything else like that. <coughs> Apologies. It's, you know, what are their plans going forward? How is that going to, you know, help Everton going forward? And, you know, the big question is, you know, it's still being, needs to be asked and it's been asked. Um, is you know how are they funding this? Where's the money coming from? So, because it's a lot of money, and if you believe what the Daily Mail, uh, sorry Daily Daily Fail said, that we're basically a billion pound in debt, um, and that may be true. I don't know, maybe false, um, but if that's true, um, I don't I don't believe what what they write anyway. But if it's true, then that is really really concerning. And that just means all the debt that they currently have is when they come in, it's not just about keeping the club running. It's about, you know, the stadium build and making sure that it's completed. It's about the transfer window. It's about all them things. It's a lot of stuff. And if we are in that, and again, what worries me is if they haven't got the funding for this, you know, how are they going to fund it? And what's worrying me is... Why you know how we what will happen if they drop out? What if they don't have Premier League regular Premier League decide that you know you're not competent enough? What happens if the uh, financial conduct authority decides you're not good enough? We've checked your books, checked everything. You're not you know you're not you're not good enough owner for Everton Football Club. We're back to square one. We've got this debt. We've still got Mashiri as the owner. 
we've still got the transitional board which you know again that's another thing that we you know needs to change we need new competent people in the, on the boardroom with sporting integrity know how to run a sporting football club a sporting club and how to make it go move forward because it's not good enough at this moment in time and it, it needs to change quickly it should have changed soon as they would make it they can probably make provisions they can probably make decisions and say well, you know let's get some people change things on there if it's going through transitional why can't they do that somebody will probably tell me well this is the reason we can't do that but it could have started somewhere or even machinery could have somebody could have decided let's get the right competent people in straight away and through advice through the advice of triple seven you could guide you know say look we've got these people let's put them on and they'll put them on and if and if it falls flat then they go and then we start again but we need people to start the process of trying to to get things running quickly because this is just dragging on and on and on and how much money will it realize how much money is 777 in putting money in to keep the club going on a week-to-week basis or month-to-month basis how long how much is you know are they putting in so that's worth to find out because if it falls flat they want it back I'm, i would guess they would want that back and then it's back in machinery's hands and then it, here we go again anyway sorry you know something has to give but anyway from the statement that came from that it, you know it came across to me to trying to be positive you know, putting everybody you know thinking we're going to be good for this for everton football club that you know when the takeover is complete you know everything you know we're going to come in we're going to bring the right people we're going to do the right things and we're going to get this football club back to where it wants to be and they're putting all the right stuff out that's what you would expect from that statement but we need meat on the bone and we need to know what is actually going on as regarding the funding and everything else that I've mentioned. So anyway, you know, I, I know I leave, left it a little bit on a sour note in the sense of my feelings towards Triple um, Seven and, and a little bit and I want to be positive about them. But that noise out there is still so, so deafening, um, so loud that. You know, I can't feel, you know, relaxed about it until, you know, if they do complete and and if it turns out to be the best thing we've ever made, best ever decision we've ever made. I don't know. I'm not a businessman. I don't take over. But I'm just worried that, you know, are they the right people? And they need to convince me that they are the right people. And yes, they're communicating and they're putting, you know, communicating with fans and everybody else, you know, freely a lot over the last two few weeks since the takeover was announced. Um, and that's great and that's really good on that front. But I need to know more before I can be convinced that this is the right, these are the right people to take my football club, our football club forward, um, especially into the new stadium. So, yeah. But we'll see how it goes. Anyway, on that note, thank you very much again for listening. Um, I do appreciate all the feedback and all the support that I've been getting for this. Um, it's been fantastic and I'll continue to churn these out. <laughs> but I do enjoy doing these and especially when we get a result, 
um, on Saturday, it's really, you know, it, it starts the week in a really, really positive frame of mind. And um, long may it continue with the team. Long may we continue to grow and get better as, as the weeks and months go on. Um, but, you know, let's, let's uh, end this on a positive note. And as I say, come on, you blues. Um, and this is Mark uh, signing off. And I look forward to speak to you all again, probably in a week's time, to talk about Liverpool and the review, uh, everything planned for the next game. So take care. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye.